Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Now, Jamie, uh, as we were saying before the show, typically when we record this, I have literally just gotten up and not in a like I'm lazy kind of way, but more so we record somewhere between like half seven and half eight my time. Uh, And therefore, I'm a sleepy boy. So I come and I start the show and you know what? I give it my best. Is that always good? No, I'm not saying it's always good. I'm saying I give it my best. Now, Jamie... What happened today is we're recording at a, ooh, sweet, sweet 11.36 my time, all right? And like that little drawing of the horse, I drew a better horse this week, and I come to you with two ideas to start the show. So (laughs) do you want my uh, rant about society and the inhumane treatment of certain peoples? Uh, which sounds super fun. It's more comical than it sounds. Don't worry. Or two, uh, do you want a fun game about rom-coms? uh let's go with the fun game i feel like that's more cold opening um yeah. i may well depending on how long your fun game lasts um i may well loop i may well do uh, a fantastic hosting job and just casually loop back around to your um your other points but we will have to see uh, how much time we uh, have left fine fine jamie whatever you don't believe in this but that's fine i believe in it okay we go back to the fun big game the yep. first question is, Jamie, do you have any dice on you? I know you're a Game Boy. Uh, I know, yes, you, I know do, you like, like playing a, lots like, of different games. Have you got any dice like on you? Like a regular six-sided die? No, like anywhere from a D10 to a D20. Okay. Maybe even a D100. Oh, uh, that's annoying, because I do have many six-sided die on my desk. I will have to... Uh, can I can the mic- take the microphone with me? No, I cannot, uh, because it is plugged in. That's how microphones work, Jamie. Uh, I'm going to have to get one from... from about four meters away so two okay seconds. go i'm gonna vamp don't worry while jamie's doing that ladies and gentlemen today i came up with an idea we are uh doing a film cool. uh, by one uh, when i said Myers. four meters away when i said four meters away it was less than a meter uh, <laughs> <laughs> right my room is not that big <laughs> now, Jamie, right. here's the thing that, that is the sound uh, of dice clunking to the desk ooh, alexander ooh, what do you want from me let's do as do you think there's like dice asmr there's got to be some dice asmr oh, out there. Oh, well if there isn't <laughs> that's the sound of change guys Ooh, what's gonna happen chance it's all in his hands uh so of course yes as i have uh said uh we're doing a film this week by nancy mize uh who yep. has uh well been described as the uh, queen of rom-coms in hollywood uh for a certain era uh, and as such i thought we would start this week by uh coming up with our own rom-com but rather okay. than making you ad-lib because i know you hate ad-libbing all right yep. jamie i know you hate improv i know i know this yep. whole thing is scripted and when I, we go off script you're like ah, ah! scripts Exactly. So I thought to myself, what is Jamie like? And then I thought, Jamie likes dice. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a randomly generated rom-com. Now, first of all, most importantly, is a setting, all right? So let's have a look, quick look and see uh, what are the top countries in the world. And we're get you to roll <laughs> what does that dice. mean? What does that mean? What does the top countries in the Jamie, world According to the University of Canada West... Canada is ranked the number one best country in the world. Wow, you're shocking, man. <laughs> that seems pretty biased. However, I have a D10 worth of country, so get me a D10. A D10, okay. And for all those okay. who don't play D&D or other tabletop games, a D10 is a 10-sided dice. 10-sided die. I have a 10-sided die. You would like me to roll the 10-sided die? Yes, roll 10-sided die. We're going to see where this film is set. Oh, fuck, it's falling on the floor. <laughs> Doesn't count. Uh, that is an eight. That is an eight. Would you believe it? 
As it turns out, our rom-com is set in the United Kingdom. Fantastic. Yeah, let's the go. Best wow. country in the oh, world, wow. Apparently. I just really peaked to that microphone. I'm sorry, dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sheer mention of the United Kingdom sends me into some level of Babalian rage. Okay, one sec. Now, of course, we gotta we got to figure out uh, what kind of career our, like, rom-com person has to be doing. Okay. Uh, so I want you to roll another D10. Uh, another this D10. is from a list of the top careers in the world by a website called Cron. Okay. It's a C-H, Ron. Uh, that's going to be a five. Okay, so uh, our film is Failed about the actor interesting world... Failed actor come tutor. Failed actor come tutor. Interesting world of occupational therapy. That's right, our <laughs> leading lady is going to be an occupational therapist. Okay. Fantastic. I, and, and I definitely know what that is well enough to write this movie. Okay. Fant- oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. An occupational therapist, Jamie, uh, works in private practice or with hospitals... Uh, to treat patients with injuries or disabilities, helping them return to normal living. So, like, they're a nice person. We know for right yeah, but, now. No, but what does that have to do with occupation? What's that to do with occupational? I don't. That's I, that's. I, the, I, I don't. I, I that sounds like a like a like a rehab therapist. Maybe I don't know. We'll find uh, out of the course, film. of that course, be like because a scene. the because of course, Alexander. The only reason someone might need therapy is if they are taken out of the workforce and are no longer contributing to society. And the only reason we should help them with their mental health after their injury is so that they continue to produce for the machine. But perhaps that is uh, the um, the problem that our dear uh, protagonist could come up against. Exactly. The moral cog that she feels like in the capitalist machine. <laughs> I do I do like the idea that you're like she's the villain she starts out she's the Joe Fox in this film alright she's working for big occupational therapy that's right she wants you to be a productive member of society fuck you we gotta figure out who the love interest is though uh, career wise too so roll another D10 another D10 okay if this is does. another 5 this this is gonna write itself baby Wait, 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 it's I'm a gonna, seven. I'm gonna change this one. I'm gonna change no, this it's one a seven. It's a seven. No, it's no, a no, no, no. Okay, it's fine. But I'm just changing to top highest paying jobs in the world. Oh, right? okay. Because of course the man's got to be the high flying rich man that's going to be oh, that's brought that's down true. to earth by our kind hearted occupation. Roll me a D two, and we'll see. Uh, a D two. What the fuck's a D two? That's a coin. Male, uh, uh, no, that's just probably not true. <laughs> roll me a D four. We'll say one is male, two is female, three is uh, non-binary, and four is we. F- Never specified. Never specified. Okay. One. <laughs> right, so it's a dude. Okay, well, Chance it. it wasn't us, guys. You can't blame us for it. Right, so, we, so it was a seven, you said, right? Uh, a seven for the job, yes. All right, they're a physician. Uh, so in, in the UK, that's not that high oh, Well, I mean, and we could see, you know what? Really easy to tell where they're going to meet. <laughs> We've got our occupational therapist and our physician. Ooh, let's make them meet in a football match. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Okay, we've got to go figure out who our leading, uh, leading lady's going to be. Uh, so our leading lady, uh, of, whoa, I typed it in and the second suggestion I got was leading lady parts, which I know, I think means parts I mean, as in like I, roles. No, 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 no. I know which is my leading lady part. Okay. We're going to type in wrong. Uh, Alexander, I need to warn you right now, we are absolutely not looping around to your other thing. Oh, <laughs> this is fine. so no, much I'll, longer I'll, than I expected. I'll save it for next week. Uh, we'll go to the top, okay, the top leading stars. Da, 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 da. I want you to roll me a D100. All right, we're going to see okay. if we've oh, got to play a okay, that, Now remind me, that's a, that's a D10 and yeah. Okay, D10 cool. and uh, then the yeah, one with yeah. his uh, That's going to be a 40. Okay, so 40... <laughs> okay, I didn't realise, but apparently this isn't done by gender. So apparently Mel Gibson is our leading lady. 
but okay, sure. Mel Gibson. Can I re-roll, please? You can re-roll. I don't want Mel Gibson okay. in the film. Yeah, I don't want our leading lady to be Mel Gibson. Can you find a list of, of ladies, please? Just, re- just roll it again. We'll see if it goes. Okay. <laughs> we'll cast, if uh, a, a guy will cast a guy, put it in the 65. position. 65. 65. Come on. Come on. That is Amanda Peet. Okay. I definitely know who that is. Come on. Uh, Who's Amanda, Amanda Peet? Let's find out. Um. Okay. Uh. We're not gonna do oh, this. I don't. Al. Al. I don't know if this is gonna be the big box office grab that we needed to be. No offense to well, Amanda. Well, we can find out with our mail. So run, run out again. We'll see if we get a dude who's not okay. Mel Gibson. Uh, that's gonna be fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Uh, Jack Black. So it's the Jack, Jack Black. Black. Okay, we have our bankable star. We're okay. We're safe. Okay, we're safe. We're safe. We have Jack Black uh, starring opposite Amanda Peets. Uh, and then we need uh, a complication. So we're going to go for the top 10 diseases. Uh, so one sec. <laughs> no, they're already... Come on, can it not be anything not medical related? We've already got a okay, okay. physician so and an 10, occupational therapist. What's, okay, what's, like a, what's, a, what's, a, what's a thing? Like a, uh, a problem? Top, like, I just search like top 10 top, arguments. Top 10 arguments. <laughs> sorry the first thing that comes up is top 10 arguments for the death penalty and the number two is against the death penalty <laughs> look clearly divided okay is the death penalty a problem <laughs> Ooh, they're bringing the death penalty back in the uk and they need jack black of course to oversee the execution as, as a physician yes. what, he's the man that needs to make sure they're dead yeah, they're going to declare him dead afterwards. But he's like, can I engage in that? It, does that go against my Hippocratic Oath? That's fine. Um, give me a, give me a, roll me a, one sec. That looks like 10. Yeah, Are we looking at 10, 10 arguments? Yeah, well, so we've got, we've got a list of arguments. Uh, we'll fit, find out what the argument's about. Okay. Um, that's going to be a three. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear listeners. Alexander's so, someone face. Someone in the film poses the question, is the hashtag MeToo movement a good thing? <laughs> and they're in different sides. And then we just gotta find out how it's sold. <laughs> of course, it's gonna be sold via oh celebrities. God. Oh my so god! So they gotta go to like a oh. like a music concert. Oh no, football match. Okay, so we'll see who who the UK they support. So top ten UK football team. Okay. Because <laughs> they met in a football game. Um, right, give me a one second. Let me. Let me oh, I said top ten, so that makes me just want me a D ten. We'll see who they, they, they go. Whose match they go to? Uh, that's gonna be a nine. Okay. Well, it's. Oh, let's load down the list. Okay, so we're going to see this. One sec. Why are you not loading? Oh, God no. Damn it. Technology. That's the only thing getting in the way of this being a massive hit, Alexander. <laughs> I know. Okay, so apparently it's Leicester City. So Leicester, Leicester City. I mean, that's that's a darling... That's a story there. That's, that's, that's everyone's favourite second team. Yeah, I mean, look. Okay, so what we've got, Jamie... Is okay. uh, the next big uh, hit rom com? Okay, I, yep. neither you and I actually wanted to sit down to both write this thing, but we have an idea we can now pitch. Okay, Amanda Pete starring opposite Jack Black. She's an occupational therapist. He's a physician who doesn't believe in me too. <laughs> <laughs> they meet. Uh, uh, they meet at Leicester City game. All right. Yep. Until she finds out that he doesn't like me too, and then he has to change. All right. Okay. Wait, uh, Alexander. I need to be clear. Yeah. This is set in the UK. Are we making Jack Black and Amanda Peet do British accents? 
Ooh. Um, okay, so you're going to roll me another D2. Uh, it's going to be There isn't no such thing as a D2. That's a coin. What's That's a, a coin, Jamie. It's a D2. Yes, that is it's a coin. coin. Now I have to find a fucking coin. Okay. What, okay, here's what you do. You're going to grab a bit of paper. You're going to roll no, one, I've got one, a co- one I have okay, a coin. So heads, they're British. Tails, they're Americans. Uh, okay, just at heads, British. Okay. Tails, American. That is Heads. They were okay, so Jack Black British and Amanda Peet doing their best British accents. All right, fantastic. Uh, and actually, tell you what, we're gonna we need to cast one British person in this. So one last one. Top ten British celebrities. You're going celebrities, not actors. No. <laughs> Very specific. You're, you're going gonna have a, think about it. Okay. It's like when, when LeBron was in uh, Trainwreck. All right, we got to get a celebrity. So roll me a <laughs> roll me the most uh, roll me a D10. I love that your brain went to Trainwreck instead of Space Jam. Um, that's a one, baby. We're getting the number one British celebrity, Alexander. Tell oh. me who it is. <laughs> Get ready for his first film role. That's right. You might know him as the Duke of Cambridge. It's Prince William. Let's go! <laughs> Prince William that is trying to Jack Black why Me Too is good. And Jack Black's <laughs> like, nah, guys, I just think they're trying to target men, all right? And Amanda Peet's like, you're hot, Jack Black, but you also hate women. And that's the romantic tension. Jamie, we have made ourselves a film. Uh, this is going down in history. There's no one left to... Uh, of course, Jack Black, Amanda Peet, and uh, Prince William now canonically uh, all agreed upon as being alive. Uh, yeah. in our post-apocalyptic yes, world. Yes, yes, of we course. we have uh, um, out and of course, Myers. And of course, Alexander, uh, we have uh, our, our title. You can picture it. Uh, Jack Black, he's on the poster, front and centre, uh, and, and he's surrounded by wh- just hordes of women behind him. Hordes, but, you know, f- far behind him. Uh, the, a huge crowd of women behind him. <laughs> and he's looking up at the title, but what about me too? Hello and welcome to Blind Spank, season two, the Hathaway Statuary. I'm Jamie Loxon and with me as always is my co-host Alan Gillespie. Say hello, Al! Hello, Al. Jamie, I, I like to think of it as a, a sequel to the other Nancy Myers film, uh, What Women Want. Uh, and it turns out what women want is equality. All right? Yes. It's, it's, it's very simple. In the solution, they're like, they don't want sex, they want equality. Now, um, Alexander... Um, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but is it is it too arrogant of me to do my own joke to end, and then decide that that is what is ending the cold open? Like just actively going straight into the intro, being like, "Yep, nailed that one. Let's go, lads." That's the high point. The podcast is over here. The intern forced us. Yes, and don't worry. We will absolutely not be talking about gender politics for the rest of this podcast. That won't be relevant at all to this week's film, uh, which, frankly, I we're about 15 minutes into the fucking show, Alexander. I need to go in an hour and 10 minutes, and we know how long we can fucking talk. So we need to get the fuck into it. We are reviewing The Intern from 2015, starring uh, Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. And Alexander, I hope we don't really communicate about this anymore and hope that one of us remembers. Uh, I hope you are on show context this week. Uh, I think I wasn't sure context. I did have a wee look over this film. Of course, uh, when you think of the intern, uh, so let me just quickly pull up something because I did look away in order to do all my fun uh, things. Uh, there was some interesting things. So obviously, this was originally in development uh, at Universal, where initially apparently it was meant to be starring Tina Fey and Michael Caine. I like Michael Caine. I think Michael Caine could have done well Ooh. in this role. Michael Caine yeah. has also, in later years, uh, similar to Robert De Niro, uh, been uh, one of the kings of what we might describe as the uh, old people films, uh, where movie studios realise that the majority of people who go to movies during the day are old, and therefore let's make more movies about old people. 
Yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get on we'll get onto this movie's target demographic, Alexander. Um, but then, I like the I like the idea of of Tina Fey in this, if nothing else, because I guess what would you call this a dramedy, like like well, a, so very the light on I, the I've medi. Seen described as a buddy comedy drama film. Uh, I don't uh, think it's that at all. I think that's no. wrong. I would call it a vague dramedy. I would just call it like a. I, all I'm getting light, at is, I, I think like it would a light drama, right? Like yes, it's, a light drama is a better sense. And I think if Tina Fey was in this, it probably would have been a little bit funnier. Uh, or but that's unfair. It would have expressly tried to be funnier. This isn't necessarily trying yeah. to be that funny, uh, although it has. Um, its light so then we kind of uh, there's some other things about uh, after Tina Fey, uh, Reese Witherspoon was temporarily attached. I think she might have left to go film Wild, which is a good film. Watch it if you haven't watched it. Uh, and then she uh, then it ended up being Rob De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Uh, of course, it also stars uh, Rene Russo uh, as the uh, massage assistant who inappropriately gives uh, Rob De Niro a massage at his desk, and in doing so, maybe gives him an erection. Spoilers, oh, guys. How are you going to really spoil sorry, the worst scene of the fucking film? <laughs> I wanted to talk um, about that scene at length. As um, Jamie mentioned last week, and if you haven't yep. listened to last week's episode, please go back and do so. There's some prime, prime content there. Uh, it also does a bunch of the guys from uh, Workaholics, yes. uh, a TV show that Jamie said he enjoyed, uh, such I've, as I've uh, seen Adam a Devine. few episodes of. Yes, Adam Devine, uh, Anders Home, and then I'm sorry, I don't remember the third guy. Andrews Rannells? Andrew That's Rannells. the one. That's the one. Uh, it also stars uh, the other Wolf Brother. That's right, uh, not the one uh, who is uh, Paymon uh, in uh, Hereditary, but the one who is in the Fault in Our Stars. It's the John Green brother, Nat Wolf, uh, stars in this. Uh, I love Nat Wolf. He's, it reminds me always of the Naked Brothers Band, a band which every time you mention the TV show name of, makes it sound like Nickelodeon was making something weirder than it was. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, there's not like a whole lot like interesting about it, really. I think. I mean, it was um, it was uh, commercially successful. It, it yeah, made so a decent it, it amount of money. It cost about thirty-five million dollar films, so we're talking like a medium budget. Chris, do you know what? Like, here's my issue, Jamie. All right, because uh-huh. we, we've had this argument a lot. Yeah. Thirty-five million dollars used to just be called a medium budget film, right? Like, yeah. it, like that was like a medium budget one with like anything maybe t- like 10 15 million dollars and less being like low budget and like less than five millions being kind of like an ultra low budget film or like less than a million being an ultra low budget film um now when movies cost sometimes like 200 million dollars 35 million dollars doesn't even seem like a medium budget film uh, but it is it, you know it is a movie that doesn't cost a crazy amount of money it made back about 194 million dollars which is great uh pretty good return it's one the <laughs> It did one win, uh, win one cinematic award, Jamie. I'm uh, sure uh, you know what I'm talking about. The uh, AARP, of which, of course, is the uh, retired persons uh, kind of union in America. It won their best film for grown-ups award. And let me tell you what. Yeah, if you were a retired person, I'm sure you would think this is the best. Oh film for yes, grown-ups. yes, absolutely. I fully agree. We will we will talk about it more. Um, it, I find it funny that it was nominated for Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, for, for uh, comedy movie and then comedy movie actress. Um, wow, um, you know, I yeah, sure, why not? Uh, other than that, I think that's that's pretty much all the backstory of this film. It, you know, it's a uh, Nancy Myers joint. Uh, Nancy Myers, of course, being the director of uh, you know, uh, some people's favorite uh, Christmas movie. They're wrong, but The Holiday. Um, which gives you a false impression of what a Christmas in Surrey would look like. Let me tell you what, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't look like that. Uh, I, uh, she also directed, actually, a film I do love, which, of course, is The Parent Trap, um, mm-hmm. which is great. 
Okay, we should also say there. that this is um, really quite strongly in the Robert De Niro stage of his career where he has given up. Um, and I'm not being too harsh. I, I, I would like to retract that. I, but most of the I, films I, he makes these days are not great. But he seems uh, to just enjoy acting. No, but that, yeah. So that's my thing, right? I, I genuinely don't think that Robert De Niro has ever given up. Per se, I think he really enjoyed making. Let's say, I don't think he's ever made a good film. But... Uh, let me tell you about a little uh, four-hour movie called uh, The Irishman, Jamie. Okay, right, <laughs> um, uh, a film which was uh, so uh, long that uh, literally we sat down to watch it with five members of my family and Lissa, uh, and by one o'clock in the morning, I was the only person left staring at the screen uh, in <laughs> darkness by myself. Um, but no, I, I just think Robert De Niro is like. I think he there was a very good Buzzfeed article about about it where he basically said Robert but the person basically argued that Robert De Niro is a journeyman actor right like he is a as people like who make tables are he is a craftsman he likes doing it and yep. like the honest thing is like yeah he could probably stop making movies but he likes making movies and at the end of the day the question is like what movies is he going to get cast in and that tends to be nowadays depressingly just films about old people and uh, most of those tend to be pitched around this uh, quality. So Robert De Niro, a brilliant actor who just likes acting. All right. Yeah. No. I. 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 I made the joke, but I. I, I don't actually disparage him. <laughs> like he, yeah. he. He throws in a good move. Well, it's not necessarily, but he appears in a good movie every now and then, once every yeah. you know three or four years. Uh, it's also. Um, I think then, if you learn anything from Tom Hanks, and maybe more so is Anne Hathaway, it's no amount of bad food movies can ever really take away from your good movies. Like no, nah, not really. Like, you just need enough good movies for people to think you're a good actor, and then that's it. It helps, which Robert De Niro hasn't had. You want to have maybe a ratio of, like, five bad films to one good film. Or, like, five mediocre films to one good film. And uh, maybe from the 20... 2005 onwards, uh, Robert De Niro was averaging maybe one in ten, one in fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, let, 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 let's bump up those numbers, old, uh, old Robbie D. Let's 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 Go get on, you back Robbie. on track. Come on. All right, Bobby. Um, it is of course time for us to do uh, connect uh, this uh, film to our erstwhile season one star, uh, one Thomas Jeffrey Hanks, by virtue of the game uh, Six Degrees of Separation, um, or Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, or whatever we call this. And it is Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon today because Alexander, he is my link. Um, I will be yes. Uh, I will. Uh, so. Uh, Robert De Niro is obviously in this, and he also appears in uh, 1994's Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. Uh, and Kevin Bacon, of course, I believe. I might be misremembering this. Isn't Kevin Bacon in Apollo 13? Kevin Bacon is in Apollo 13. Cool, yeah. Um, I would like to say that I did cheat uh, because uh, I looked up that movie for another reason, which will Ooh. come up later. Ooh. Oh, Alexander. Interesting. And, and, and dear listeners, I don't care. You've already downloaded it. I don't care. You could stop listening now. It doesn't affect me. Download numbers, baby. We've got you. Uh, but, you know, we'll stick around and maybe you'll find out why I looked up that movie what? from so, 1994 G- starring Robert De Niro and Kevin Bacon. Here's my pitch, okay? Uh, we have Nat Wolf in this. Nat Wolf obviously starred alongside his brother, the other naked brother in the Naked Brother Brands uh, show on Nickelodeon. His brother, of course, being Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf starred in Hereditary alongside Jamie. I have no clue. Tony Collette, all right? And then you think to yourself, sure. Australian actress Tony Collette, that's a terrible accent, I apologize. Australian actress Tony Collette? What's Tony Collette starting with Tom Hanks? Nothing. But then we got to think fourth dimensionally, Jamie. Tony Collette also stars alongside in a Ryan Johnson joint, that's right, in Knives Out. What? Who else does Knives Out? Chris Evans. What else does Chris Evans star, uh, star in? Avengers Endgame. Who else stars in Avengers Endgame? Um... 
Amy, not Amy Pond. Amy Pond, Carrigan, uh, who also starts in the circle. Yeah. Who uh, we said we weren't going to use the Avengers anymore, and you don't even need to, Alexander. You've made your way to Knives Out, where you have Daniel Craig, Alexander, who stars oh, who alongside Tom Hanks in 2000s. Um, Road to Perdition, thank you. It's weird that I remembered the year it came out before I remembered the title. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, you did say the 2000s, which... which oh, no, 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 it is from the year 2000. It is from the year 2000. like the decade, and I was like, okay, Jamie, sure. Yeah, smashed it, lads. let's go. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yes, let's talk about uh, The Intern. Uh, Alexander, you have an hour. Jamie, it's okay. This is not exactly a hyperplot heavy film. Don't worry about it. The film begins... As all good films should. And I want to throw this out almost exactly the same way as The Irishman begins, which is Robert De Niro as an old man talking to a camera about being an old man and the past. Yeah. He talks about the fact that his wife is dead. All right. Sad times. Great for a light drama starting off. Sad yeah. times. Wife died. Was she murdered? You think? Is he a hitman? Ooh, that would actually have made this one way more interesting if the intern had also been an assassin beforehand. <laughs> I was giving out all this advice, but all his advice was because he was a murderer. Uh, but no, he is not an assassin. Instead, he is an old retired uh, VP of uh, phone book uh, production. Uh, with his wife dead, he spent some time... Um, Trying, those trying out all the things, you know, yeah. traveling around the world, doing Tai Chi as he is in the opening shot of the yeah. uh, the film, trying out all the things they say you should do. But one day he's walking along. Uh, well, actually, I think it finishes the, the video and he's up. But then oh, I no, saw no, your Jamie, advert. It's not, Jamie, no, no, no. Don't, this video goes on for the first 20 minutes of the film. It's not even that. Within the video, he explains that he found a flyer and then we get a cut back to him walking down the street. He basically yes, kind of you're right. lives his life, but he doesn't feel particularly useless and he's trying to keep doing stuff. And while he's out on a walk, he sees a flyer saying, hey, a senior internship program yeah. for old people. But it, yeah, it's people. it's not. It, they're not looking for a senior intern. They're looking for a senior intern. Old yeah. people interns. It's literally the point. And I was, I was almost hoping that they weren't going to explain it. They sort of half explain it why they're going oh, for a it's senior worse intern. When they explain it. Honestly, yeah, I, have, I just always I have some very big issues with this film as someone who's done internships before. Oh yeah. Oh um, oh, Alexander. We're gonna, we're gonna Alex, talk we're, we can this. talk about that. We can talk about that. I think that should, we should save that for after after we've okay. done the plot. But every um, time but, it comes up, I'm going to go... Rrr, rrr. But yes, um, so, so yes, he they, also they sees are... an old lady who wants to bang yeah. him when he's there. That's yes. not really a big plot point, but this old lady's like, why don't you come over and I'll make you some dinner, Mr. De Niro? And uh, Robert De Niro's like, because I love my wife yeah. and I don't want to bang him. Um, but yeah, so on this flyer, it's like, you've got to send in a video. And you know, there's little joke. He's reading the flyer with his old friend and said, oh, you've got to upload a video to MP4. youtube or vimeo in mp4 or mpeg and he's like ah let me as well be speaking greek as far as i can tell um because old people um uh but yeah uh so he sends in his uh thing and he gets an interview so we oh, go to yeah. Can I just throw out though? He does go, you know, the only thing that might need me to do more training is computers because I needed my like uh, grandson in California to help ex- my your grandson in California to help explain to me how to do this. And I'm like, Robert De Niro, you are filming this. I don't know. Like, you're clearly good <laughs> enough with computers that you can set up this by yourself and film yeah, it. Yeah, he has, he has a camera and a tripod. Why yeah. does this man have a film camera and a tripod already? Like, ready? He's he. I mean, obviously, this is, you know, but he's professionally lit right now, like yeah. in the 
universe of this oh, he is professionally I, lit I, for I his fucking gonna, interview Jay, video. I thought you were going to give the obvious option, which is he used to make a lot of sets, sex tapes, okay? Like, he, <laughs> he used to, like, just with his wife, you know, privately make a lot of sex tapes. That, that, that is obviously an, uh, an undercurrent that is running through the whole movie. Um, but yeah, it's so we cut to... The company that Anne Hathaway works at, uh, and essentially uh, runs Jamie, 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 put some respect on that name. Runs, apologies. She runs. Set up, right, set up CEO, eighteen months ago. She's the CEO. Now, Jamie, yes. you might ask yourself, how many? This, this is a pretty big office, all right. How long has it must have been around for? Like at least two years, right? Uh, as people explained to us several times, to- oh, sorry, he's not even that. Robert De Niro comes in, and someone's like, "Hey, yeah, just wait with uh, the other people applying," and just a bunch of just like even older people than Robert De Niro. They all look uh, very tired and half dead. Um, they go do like a bunch of random interviews. They say, "Hey, we're not going to change any of the interview questions to make it more." Uh, relevant to you uh, because we're like a wacky company who like keeps things different and let me tell you guys if you were interviewing for a company and they tell you we're not like other companies we have a cool culture we do things really weird around here that is what we call a red flag okay (laughs) that is worrying and you want to ask about that and make sure they have good hr practices and they don't just like work you to death anyway I do enjoy the, the 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 one joke that I like out of this is where he just goes, uh, "So where do you see yourself in ten years' time?" Yes. Um, um, yeah, um, but yeah. So as you're right, this 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 company is like a parody of young upstart companies, but also with like impossible growth. They were formed eighteen oh, months ago by Anne Hathaway, ago. and now they are like an industry. We should in a second explain what they actually do, but they are now an industry leader with over two hundred employees. Um, I want uh, to so stop the, for a second, yeah. Jamie. And I know, I know we're on a time limit. All right, I want you to just keep flashing me numbers every time ten minutes goes. Just flash me a number because I can't. Cool. You, it, have, I, you I, have fifty-six I, minutes. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I've got. I now got it in my head. I know I need to stop, Jamie. It's really important to me. Eighteen months, and you have over two hundred employees. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Is I'm not saying like even, but like. That is hiring. That is hiring. Months, like that is hiring years, over years, ten maybe. employees. Yeah. That is hiring over 10 employees a month. Like, just on interviews alone. Like, that's yeah, an inter- Like, that's who are training these people? Insane. Like, like, it's... But also, like, how much is your company fucking valued at that you could... Because, like, like uh, they are owned by a bunch of VCs. Like, a bunch of VCs have stakes in the company, yeah, yeah. and that is made clear, all right? So they dumped money in. And we know that especially because from the beginning, she, they said, the film, this business began at her table... And then, like, four weeks later, she had a team of 25 people, which means yeah. she got enough money to pay 25 people's salaries or offer them big enough bits of, like, like offer them some money because you need some money to start. And then, but, like, that's an insane amount of money uh, to start yeah. with. Also, yeah, we, a, we or, should be clear. This ge- this film came out in 2015. Uh, all all they do is sell clothes online. Th- yeah, that's it's it. ASOS. The, it, it's, yeah, it's ASOS. Now, ASOS. Very, very, very popular. Very, very done very well. For, done very well for themselves. A, I don't think they had a meteoric rise in eighteen months. But B, it wasn't that novel or amazing of a thing to buy clothes online in twenty fifteen. Here's my thing, though. I, so I agree with you there, right? So even if we're optimistically saying maybe say a couple of years earlier, for whatever reasons, ASOS allegedly has a net worth of twelve billion. It is, it is valued at twelve billion. So obviously, fast fashion and like this does seem to be kind of fast fashion. It's a big industry. There is a lot of money there. I don't think you would come round to have an employee like, especially because what they seem to do is not even necessarily produce the clothes themselves, but they rather like connect 
supplies and they, they basically act as a distributor and as the marketplace so it's like they connect you with people who make the clothes and they sell them on maybe they buy in bulk whatever but they're not making them so much it's not like that kind of a factory yeah um, and sure. uh, asos was founded in the year 2000 and boohoo was founded in the year 2006 no, no, <laughs> this Jamie? film is 10 years too old now here's my thing do i disbelieve that like a bunch of vcs could overvalue a company? No, they do it all the time, right? They, they do it all the time. I don't think they do it to the extent to which you have an employee, like, numbers above 200 in yeah. 18 months. Because you're hiring yeah. way too fast. If you work yeah. for, like, if anyone has worked for a bloody startup or anyone owned by a VC, they'd much rather just work up, like, 50 people to death than they would hire another 100 people. Like, that's yeah. a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people. So, we, so, we have established, dear listeners... This company's fucking bonkers. Uh, th- th- this woman is is an absolute savant. Uh, she has created the greatest biz- the create the greatest business to ever exist. Now let's establish. We let's get through our setup. So she is she you know busy working woman. Everyone doesn't like her because she's a woman who's no, who's ambitious. They're scared of like her. her. They're scared of her. But they they're a little scared of her and. I, they think she's maybe in a little over her head. I think people. Um, yeah, uh, and so yeah, she's she's, you know, hightailing it around the office. But some guy who's like uh, one of her assistants, whatever, comes up to her and goes, "Oh, you know about that community outreach program we were doing? Um, you know, the new new internship." And and uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, so what what young skiffy have you got for me?" Uh, and they're like, "No, no, it's a it's a senior intern program." And she's like, "What?" And so like, yeah, no, remember we said we were gonna like help out in in the local community, and of course. The only way to help out in the local community is to give unpaid jobs uh, to, to to old no, people. No, they stress um, at this point. And take and we'll, take in, take entry level jobs away from young yeah, people. Yeah, we'll, we'll stress this out, Jamie. Not even not even entry level jobs, Jamie. The only way to get an entry level job. But let's just let's just stop for a second. And he talks about, hey, isn't this great? Rather than a bunch of people who spent the last four years partying, we get a bunch of people with a load of experience, and we don't pay them. And let me tell you what. That is fucking insane as a good... Okay. People would be like, hey, it's a great idea. What if we just, like, take people who feel like they need meaning in their life and we extract value from them and in return we give them nothing? In return we give them nothing. And more yep. importantly, fuck people who went to university, which is the implication underneath all of this. Fuck it, all those people, because they've basically been doing nothing. Screw them. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Great. Okay. Great. So we, we will come back round to the ethics great. of the entire, entire concept. But, um... He he gets the job off his interview. He turns up. He's in a suit. Not on a job, Jamie. He gets an internship. He gets, he gets an unpaid right. internship. He doesn't get a job. Yes, he gets you know an unpaid internship. He gets occasionally a slice of pizza and a beer he, from he his get, boss. He gets, That's he gets it. Just he's a pound losing back. money. Take, he's losing money every day taking the train to work. Okay, um, it, is a, it is a liability. <laughs> but he rocks up. He's in his suit. Um, and the third member of the, uh, the uh, workaholics that I forgot the name of earlier um, is the only young intern. So there's two other mm. old interns, mm. and he's like, there was only Great. one young one. I'm, I'm it. Um, and they are greeted by Adam Devine, uh, who is clearly the, the corral uh, of... Th- there is no real understanding, apart from one person who is Anne Hathaway's direct assistant. I have no clue what anyone does. I company. don't even know if he's... Oh, no. So, so there are a couple people like set up here. One is the guy from Girls, uh, who's also in um, The Prom. Uh, he is like one of Hollywood's go-to for like, uh, we need a like character who is gay. Um uh, he, who kind of is like seemingly Anne Hathaway's business partner. Adam yep. Devine is, I think, meant to be like the man. Like, I don't know if he works in HR, but he, he's like in, he's a manager for the interns, the interns right? He's yeah. oversees the internship program. 
Um, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, he goes around and be like, you get, you're going to get different departments, uh, or you might just be a floater. Yeah. Uh, um, so the young guy is a floater, and he and Adam, uh, Adam, uh, Robert De Niro gets an email, and he's going to be Anne Hathaway's assistant. Oh, Jamie, you must have a bit where Robert De Niro doesn't know how to turn on a computer, which makes oh, no yes, sense he because he applied for this job through a computer. Yeah, no, no, but it's a Mac, Al, and he doesn't know that you just need to press the space bar. Now, admittedly, I think anyone with a brain would have just started hitting buttons, but yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah he, he checks his emails uh, and he's going to be Anne Hathaway so he goes up to Anne Hathaway's assist- and basically anyone who he expresses this to they all go uh, ooh good luck ooh ooh um, and he goes to his assistant and, he, and his assistant's like uh, yeah you're going to get a meeting at uh, 3.50 or is it 3.55 doesn't matter either way uh, and, but she's got another meeting at 4 o'clock so you better get in there quick I believe it's 3.55 so he sits around <laughs> the entire day uh, <laughs> it's so really unimportant here guys not 3.56 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not 3.57 3.55 um, the point is he only gets a small window so he just sits around sure. the whole day um, yeah. because he's not seeing it. it's the beginning of the day he's not seeing it until 3.55 he rocks up to the assistant uh, and she's like uh, okay go 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 go. they've already taken two minutes um, he goes in she's like uh, hey I don't actually need you do you want to get transferred and he's like uh, nah I'm good man I'm, I'm great chill yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just an old man I'm just here to you know help out how I can you know I, I, you know, it's just I'm, I'm humble and unassuming you would never assume that I might save your life um, yeah. Uh, and yes yeah, so he's like um, okay I might not have much to do for you but uh, cool um, and they're in and out in, in two minutes mm-hmm. Uh we have a I can't the next few scenes sort he of helps meld together couple, he helps out a couple of different people in like smaller things he helps out um whatchamacallit uh he helps out the floater guy a little bit with some like document stuff like he's kind of looking at some documents and the guy's like no that might be fraud or whatever and like helping them out that way he's yep. like generally um, just a bit helpful he yep, helps out someone yeah. like delivering mail yeah um, we, we have a we have a, a couple comments about like how he still wears a suit every day and he doesn't need to and he's like oh no you know appearances you know appearances are good um mm. you know really sticking it to those young yeah. yuppies who think they don't need to fucking sweat their fucking balls off in a suit every goddamn day how mm. dare you think you try and be comfortable at work uh, but he, he, he maintains that uh he he's comfortable in his suit oh someone also um, says you shave so he's like he's clearly has a conversation i'm not sure if it's now or later but someone goes uh clearly they've been talking about the fact that he shaves every day yeah. Um, and they're like what every day and he's like yeah and let me tell you what lots of people shave every day like still I don't yeah clearly uh, I yeah. do it poorly but yeah it, yeah it's that that's not that uncommon it's a weird no. look I, I will make my what will probably come back quite a few times but this is very clearly and I'm not being too disparaging a film written by an old person yeah for and this people. is one of for old people and this is one of those moments where like there are plenty of them which like make me roll my eyes but that just made me go what like yeah. is that a, is that a thing you criticize young people of they, they don't like, shave enough um, let me tell you what jamie after living in a boarding school and every like and i every morning being told to shave like coming downstairs and getting like told off and i'm just like this like i literally woke up two minutes ago i went to go get food fuck you dudes like i got so pissed off of repeatedly just getting told to shave and i was like fuck that and that is why i uh, on principle refuse to shave unless i want to damn it not when robert <laughs> de niro tells me to do it but um, um any so they we, go so off we, to... we basically get the end of the the vague mm. setup which is yeah. that her business partner man uh, that you mentioned yeah. earlier 
brings up that the 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 investors are a bit worried at the <laughs> they're a bit worried now there's a fucking 280 I, yeah, fucking I, company sized people and it's being run by someone who's only been a ceo for 18 months. jamie jamie let me ask you a question um you're a vc all right your your mm-hmm. aim is the vcs to do one thing buy into a company when when you can buy and give them money when it matters when the stock is low and eventually yep. get it until the company goes public and then you sell off your stocks and you make everyone a shit ton of money all right yep. and a really good way of making the company be valued more and really the only thing these companies care about is uh what jamie what's what's the thing that the market cares about right now and what vcs care about what's the thing they like money profit stability growth growth (laughs) they like growth jamie if you are a small company which is growing exceptionally fast i don't think they'd be super scared about that i think they would like the fact that you're growing really fast because it will make them more money yeah they don't care if you're stable as long as they can sell it off before it's instable yeah uh but uh, apparently these vcs they don't like that they don't like how much how well she's doing uh because she's a woman um yeah. is clearly the undertones yeah. <laughs> um, um but yeah so uh they, they want they want her to interview other ceos which uh, is to, insane yeah Which having someone interview insane. to take your own job is bonkers that's nuts that is nuts <laughs> um, how that would happen you also it, I, like, I have to assume she owns the let's let's say for assumption's sake she owns the majority stake still in the company right like she owns yeah. the largest share, and like, yes, so they need uh, yeah, her sign I think, off. And... I think their threat is simply that they would pull their money, which again is bonkers. But I don't. They clearly don't have the actual final decision. She still no, has the final it's decision. Insane. I d- they don't seem to have a board of directors who would normally do, like. So instead, they're putting her through the cruel process of interviewing her own replacement, and yeah. she would stay on in a nebulous, not defined role. Um, okay, uh, sure. And yeah, and uh, she starts crying. Not for the only time in this movie. I can't remember what it is at this point. Uh, and I'm I'm not being... I just have a point to bring up about this later. But I think it's around some time in this point uh, or later where she says, oh, I hate being the woman that cries in the workplace. Um, uh, while she's crying in the workplace. Um, uh, De Niro is like pops in on this meeting while she's crying. And it's like, oh, sorry, I wanted to help you with a jacket. But clearly sees that something is up. Um, they then oh, so basically... Two yeah. things then happen to make her start liking him more. So they're kind of. I'm, I'm oh no! Wait, no, Al, things. Al, sorry, sorry, you are missing the most important scene. Yeah. Robert De Niro sat at his desk uh, and overcomes uh, the the oh, masseur, the the company oh. masseuse, um, and and we get a scene of her giving oh. him a massage uh, in his in his chair, uh, sexually harassing him, uh, <laughs> going well, down, grabbing his ass. Um, yeah, that's and... that's weird. Because here's the thing: some of these companies they do have in-house massages, and they might give you a back massage. They wouldn't grab your ass. No, no, they would not, Alexander. I believe this is sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, but so he gets but, an but, erection, but you know, yes, he gets an erection, and it's like a choice. joke. It's a joke, little thing. Like it's two, his two, his intern mate and his intern manager but just all go. <laughs> Look, old man has a penis, and like hand him a little thing to block it off. Worse, worse there, Jamie. It's not an implied erection. It's we have to stare at Robert De Niro's fake erection. All right. They oh yeah, yeah. They do. They do cut. As, yeah, as he goes to cover to it, we dick. get a nice little shot of his of his bulge. I don't um, like it. Gross. No, no, um, no. It's it's not not good. Um, so so th- th- the, the next big thing is the driver. Uh, yes. So basically, no, two things happen here. One is there's been this desk all the way through the first part of the movie, um, where everyone just like dumps all their stuff and the ceo doesn't like the fact that everyone just leaves all their stuff at the table and you're like okay that's 
sure, good, good and bad. And Robert De Niro ties this up one one. He comes in early and ties up the desk. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway's like, which of you saviors did this? And you know, Robert De Niro's like me. She's like, cool. She goes into a meeting. She then looks outside the window and sees the driver um, just take a swig from a hip flask. Uh, he yeah he does um, he does yeah he's the, the, her driver is drinking Robert De Niro rocks up and is like uh, hey you're gonna tell her that you're, you're not gonna drive because fuck man you're now what, what the, you're just telling you her problem driving. now it's it's really weird that this is just the only time we ever see the driver <laughs> like I get that he wouldn't come back but it's a really weird plot point to just write a character that we've never seen before suddenly learn that he's bad at his job and then never see him again yeah. but it's it's an excuse for De Niro to drive her for the day um, he sort of overhears her she clearly has a bit of a tense relationship with her mum um, yeah uh because she, she's she's a busy working woman yeah and her mum's like a doctor and doesn't think what she's doing is important boom nah. mum uh the only other thing is uh two things uh one she hasn't eaten that day and he gets her some soup at some point and two yeah. he knows directions around new york faster than she does <laughs> Um, yes yes that cool. is a key point that Jamie, old man uh, knows way like at, because at point, G- because it's becomes, 2015 and google yeah, maps does not exist he's my thing this uh, it turns out right nancy Myers wrote parasite before parasite was a thing all right it's just <laughs> in here in the front seat being like how do i kill this woman uh um, how do I steal but no money? yeah yeah he he cool. he just goes oh if we go this way yeah. it'll be 12 minutes quicker and it is so he drops her um, off the house sees that she, that she has like this amazing brownstone house in new york sees that she mm-hmm. has that she has a husband in kids uh, that like, is oh, and played by anders home yeah um he goes home he has uh just an entire roast chicken by himself and he calls the masseuse being like you're gonna date at some point yeah and the um, like, we sure. learn we learn that clearly Anne hathaway's uh relationship with her husband is a little bit strained because he's all she's always busy he's a stay-at-home husband uh they're trying to organize things and she's like not really listening he's not sniping at her but you know having little comments of like hi are we listening hey let's organize this thing he feels neglected and she yeah like she is very busy person i also believe i also believe it is uh, implied that they do not fuck um yeah at least like they haven't had sex in a bit like she had something he's like asleep in bed and she's like do you want to bang and he's like i am asleep (laughs) yeah (laughs) um robert de niro he's an old man he's in bed uh gets woken up the next morning uh, he's got a call from the assistant saying that the driver hasn't turned up. Weird that. Um, step one of his plan complete. <laughs> uh, and again, so it's parasites. Yeah. Uh, so you know he drove her yesterday. Can he do it again? Uh, he rocks up. Uh, he is told to ring the doorbell. Step away. Uh, but Anders home answers the door and he's like, "Hey, come on, she's just on a call. Do you want to come in?" Uh, he meets Anders home. They have a little chat meets the daughter they get on because you know he's an old man he gets on well with a uh, uh, little kid um and he takes them off he takes the kid to uh to school uh, uh with anne hathaway and uh, uh, importantly he's asking too many questions at this point or he's like i think she describes it later as he's too incisive and uh anne hathaway texts uh her assistant to get um robert de niro moved to another department that yes such at this point um, um she rocks up at school uh we have two of the worst written characters in this movie which are two other mums um who the only two times they turn up is to just weirdly attack and undermine anne hathaway um uh, yeah, being, like, because 
the, the line is great where she's they're, they're like oh yeah you can you know you have to bring guacamole to this lunch but you know you work so I guess you can just buy it from the store that's fine and Dan Hathaway explains, has to explain to her kids that yes you can make guacamole and you know what anyone can make guacamole it's not yeah it takes hard. like five fucking minutes <laughs> buy um, a couple avocados and smash them together yeah but um yeah so uh, they will rock up again later to weirdly snipe and Hathaway I don't like these two characters at all no uh, it like I I don't get what the movie's trying to say like the movie I don't I don't get them because it's it's literally just like oh why do women take other women down like they're just they're a weird straw it's, man argument for this the, the film for this movie is very much and I I like some of Nancy Meyer's works so isn't me saying that off but like at least from the Wikipedia page, all of her work has been described as like post-feminist uh, in that kind of 1990s thing of like, hey, equality is achieved now. What? Oh, you know, in the same way of like um, simultaneously uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler like slagging off uh, Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift being like, there's a special place in hell for women who tell the ter- like tear down other women, and that's like both. What the- this film was like both of those people. Yes, yeah, it's, both it's just like down other women and also criticizing women for tearing down other women. Yeah, and um, um, yeah. He, he goes on a date with the masseuse. Uh, he gets to his... a funeral, Jamie. To a funeral, they go to. A funeral. No, that's later. That's later. They don't later. go to. In which case, no, he doesn't go to dates. Then he goes to tell her that the date's been put off. He, oh, he well, says, he's like, getting late tonight. Oh, oh yeah, this tonight. is just when he's getting a massage from yeah, her. I assume this. I assume this counted as a date. And then someone comes in, and uh, it looks like he's getting a blowjob, which you know I would report. <laughs> no one's ever seen that joke before. Um, yes, and also report that to HR, please. But yeah, I guess man, I mean it's the guy. It's the guy who already. It's the guy who already saw this woman sexually harassing him in his chair. So clearly, he's just chill with it. Um, mm. He's again helping people out around uh, the office. You know, one guy. Oh my god! Ugh. One guy is like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting someone. I'm unsure who it is. It could be Jay Z or Beyonce." And he's like, "This is oh, well, well, why don't you take off your t-shirt and hoodie, you ruffian, and put on a shirt with a collar?" He's like, "Jay Z, I'm, me- I'm meeting." Yeah, I'm meeting Jay Z or Beyonce. He's like, ah, always dressed to impress. And so he puts on a shirt and and impresses the fuck out of Jay Z. Yeah, looks better. Um, we get another bonding moment. It's sort of been established on his very first day. Everyone is yeah. leaving, and Anne Hathaway's still there. And he's like, oh, "Don't go home before the boss." <laughs> um, this oh, is I'm deeply unhealthy. That's really fucked up. As someone yeah. who's occasionally worked way too late at companies, that's a really fucked up thing to do. I've, to be fair, I've never worked done that because of the boss thing. And specifically, I've had bosses tell you, "No, you go home. Like, go yes. home. Your yes. boss should always tell you to go home. Don't yes. stay later than the boss." That's the, bad. Bo- the boss that's is getting get paid more than you. They don't pay you for that shit. They don't <laughs> the pay boss you is getting to paid that. more than you. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. Work from home, guys. Work from home. Uh, anyway, so they have. A, he's still there. It's literally the middle of the fucking night. He's not getting paid. Um, she brings uh, him and, over a pizza and some beer. Yes, she respects. Some, she respects this. She's Artois. like, all these other people leave before me, and they say that, but they're actually at the beginning of the movie. Jamie, they talks about how the coders were working till two and three some of the nights, which yep. means that she's not actually the last person here. Fuck you, Robert De Niro. But she also, brings across some beer and pizza. Also, again, she's like, oh, all these other people leave before me. It is the middle of the night, woman. Yes, yes, yes they've left before you. Bugger off. Uh, but here's my funny thing. One. She comes across, she's like, what are you up to? He's like, I'm setting up a Facebook page. Which means that it's not effective work. If he's there, <laughs> just 
creating a Facebook oh, yeah. page. No, he's no, it's very clear. Me. He's not doing much. Um, no, he's just anyway. about, and she's like, let me help you. At this point, what, he's a 17-year-old man. Maybe he just wants to go home. You yeah. have a child and a husband. Go home. If you have time to drink beer and have pizza with Robert De Niro, then you should also have time to go spend it with your family. Um, so anyway, they kind of they, they bond at this point. Yeah. The next um, day... Robert De Niro has oh, been reassigned. What? Yeah, what's happened? She, uh, what? Oh, Me, is, what? Uh, is this the consequences of mine actions? <laughs> um, and uh, the other old lady who was one of the other senior interns is there. Uh, and, and of course, Alexander, we all know this about old women. They're terrible drivers. Uh, <laughs> as, this, as this fucking TV show tells us. TV show, film, whatever it is. Um, and so she's she literally, that's an entire plot point. She's a bad driver. She almost crashes. Uh, she doesn't know where she's going. Um Anyway, uh, he she goes and finds him in the other uh, department. Is like, no, I want you back. Come back, and actually, you're gonna be like my my. You're getting a promotion. You're not getting paid, but you're getting no, a promotion. Um, That's the thing. I don't even think she says you're getting like. She's just like you're gonna go sit by my assistant. You're gonna be closer yeah. to me, so I can make yeah. you do more stuff for free. Yeah. Um, at this uh, point, he starts like putting together better reports, like reports and stuff for her. Yeah. The and, the, well, the assistant gets Becky very upset. Yeah. The yeah. The, oh, the assistant gets very upset because she missed, has never been yeah. asked to help on this sort of thing in the eighteen yeah. months she's worked there. And she and has like a d- business degree from Harvard. Like this is a pen. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's yeah, ridiculous. Um, um, but can yeah. we just talk very briefly about Adam yep. Devine at one point? He walks over to Robert De Niro and he's like, hey, watch this. And he goes to Becky, the assistant, as she's walking across. And he's like, hey, you're looking good today <laughs> in an office. And I hate to say it, but if you shouted at someone across an office, hey, you look good today, you should probably have to go talk to HR about yeah. why yeah, you yeah. shouldn't just shout at this. And it turns out that Adam Devine is, like, used to date this girl before he banged her flatmate. And then he's just sexually harassing her across the office. I don't, yeah. like, it's not the world's worst sexual harassment, but the important thing is this, that's not okay. What the hell is this workplace no, doing? No, 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 but, no, but, no, but Alexander, Alexander, you must remember that this is about, it's about the good old days. This movie is about how, how, you know, what old men believe you can do in an office. Jack um, Black's just going to turn up into the office one day and be like, me too, this is bullshit. Um, but yeah, so he, he puts in a good report. Um, so, somehow, for, I guess it's because he's, you know, a, a VP uh, of the phone book company. So, you know, apparently, apparently knowing one business means you know all businesses because he is immediately able to identify some like oh. really hyper specific oh. trend in their it's sales. The no, but like, I want to throw this out. He's an intern, okay? He, uh, and as someone who does similar things at times, he looks at some data and says, hey, you're spending a lot of money on like rev- not only revenue streams, on advertising streams that don't bring, bring us in a lot of money, but there are loads of other places which bring us in a load of money which you don't spend any money on. Now, this sounds like something a fucking analyst would have noticed a long time ago. Yeah, that seems like not, really basic. <laughs> yeah, not a 70-year-old man who doesn't know how to turn on a Mac. No, That's, no, weird. No, That's weird. But, That's but weird. Alex- Alexander, he didn't do it by himself. He had the help of of Becky and her yeah. business degree from Penn. And he makes sure to tell Anne Hathaway this. And then like a father to his child when she's just like, okay, cool. And he just stares at her for a little bit longer and she goes, okay, I'll tell her she did a good job, dad. He also <laughs> um, does this in a busy meeting. They're, yes. they're, oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're already in a meeting about, I can't remember what, I think font size or something. And he does this, <laughs> but okay, sure, whatever. We are, Jamie, we have half an hour left, so we're going to power through Acts. Oh, I think we're, still, we're in Act 2 right now. There's, there's uh, a five-act yeah. structure, so okay. we're going to power through. So, but um, uh, the she, important yeah, other she, things... 
he's continuing to yeah liking him more getting uh, closer with the family um and and getting on it is still very clear that she is uh not is prioritizing the business over her family and stuff like that um and we get the setup for my favorite scene in the film um which is she is uh she's had another bad call with her mum and she's sending a um an email being like <laughs> literally subject line she's a terrorist yes. <laughs> and then just like oh she's an absolute why does she not believe blah blah blah, blah. and then she goes to send and she Put, types in the letter M. Her husband's name is Matt. And she goes and she, oh, she goes past Mother. Matt and she clicks on mum. And then clicks send immediately. Um, uh, and then realizes when Robin she... De Niro goes, there's only one thing we can do. He looks her dead in the eyes. And she's, because she literally comes in going, I know we need to fix, because there's a problem early in the day where like the, the fucking zoom in function doesn't work. And apparently that's brought sales down by 20%, which seems a bit nuts, yeah. but sure, whatever. And she goes, don't do that. You're going to help me hack into my mother's computer to all the tech guys. The tech guy's like, you can't do that. It's impossible. Robert De Niro looks her dead in the eyes in yeah. a room full of employees. And the most incriminating thing a person could ever do in the most incriminating place you could do it. He says, the only thing we, there's only one thing we can do. We have to go steal her computer. Yeah. Now, that's a really big crime. That's yeah. not okay. Uh, um, but that's what they do. Um, and so, uh, Alexander, I would like to uh, just pause for a moment because it is this point, uh, him and... Uh, the intern, the young intern, and then one other tech bro, and then uh, Adam Devine. They're on their way. And they're all excited about how they're committing a heist. And they talk about how they're in the Oceans movies. Now, Alexander, mm. they specifically mention by name. Now, I'm trying to find, I had this, there it is. Uh, they specifically mention by name Brad Pitt. And I mentioned mm. earlier that I taught, that I looked up the 1996 movie Sleepers. And that is because in that movie is Brad Pitt and Robert De Niro. If Robert, De- if Brad Pitt exists in this universe, Robert De Niro exists in this universe. Therefore, it is insane that everyone in this movie isn't going, wow, dude, you look exactly like Robert De Niro. What the fuck is going on? Are you related to him? Why are you the spitting image of Robert De Niro? And why are you here? Now, Jamie, clearly you either haven't seen or haven't watched in a while uh, Ocean's 12. But in fact, uh, this is a plot point in which uh, Julia Roberts in Ocean's 12 uh, plays at some point Julia Roberts. She disguises herself and pretends to be Julia Roberts inside of the film, although she is not Julia Roberts. I am assuming in uh, highlighting this, it is it is lampshading to us the fact that in fact in this universe, Robert De Niro does look a lot like Robert De Niro, but finds it really awkward and asks everyone else not to mention it. <laughs> um, okay. So yes. They break into her house. Now, this is my favorite scene. It is a genuinely fun sequence. They're like, oh, the the key's under the plant pot. Oh, what? She's got like 90 million plant pots. She opened, they they managed to find the key. They get in. It starts beeping. Uh, and Robert Nero's like, okay, you got to stay calm. Go, go, go. I'll get the code. And like calls up Anne Hathaway. And she's like, no, it's a fake alarm. Don't worry. I know my mother. That is not real. She can't afford a real alarm. And then they're like, okay, sweet. So they get two laptops. Like, which one is it? Oh, God. They find out it's the white one. Oh, they get it. They get the email. They delete it suddenly the uh the the actual alarm starts going off and she's like oh fuck she got a real uh alarm the the other intern starts freaking out they start hearing sirens supposedly in the distance this is around about 45 seconds of hearing sirens i have no clue how far away these sirens are but they uh they quickly they're like where the fuck did you find it oh back on the table they all run back down they get back adam divine's rocking out in his car well not rocking out he's rapping but badly uh in his car they can't hear he's knocking on the windows and they get back in obviously my description of that terrible 
it, it but it is it's a f- fun it's sequence. It's a it's, it's a, a fun, lighthearted buddy. And this was where I was like, oh, oh, what if the rest of the movie was like this? This feels like what the movie should have been, which is just a lot more openly comedic and lighthearted. But it's yeah. not. But anyway, we, that sequence we, is good. We move through a couple other things next. She's no, continues. And I'm sorry, I know thing. I just paused this, Alexander, but I do want to then talk about the next scene because this is a scene oh, that occurs over three minutes yeah. in real time. There mm-hmm. are there's no timeline cutting here. This scene occurs over three minutes. They are all back at the bar. It is the the heist team and Anne Hathaway. They all take a shot. Anne Hathaway's like, "Oh, you guys are great. Sorry, I don't remember your names." It's like I've worked here for eighteen months. Um, and then Anne Hathaway is like, oh, we should have another shot. And then the uh, the young intern is like, oh, I'll make mine a half. And then uh, Adam Devine is like, I'll have his half. And then she's like, okay, we're all having doubles. Slam another shot. We also then get a very uncomfortable bit where she's like, oh, I feel like, you know, I grew up in a time where women were all like, yay, women, girl power. And men got that? left behind. Jesus. Men used to be... Harrison Ford and now they are and then it cuts to 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 you know the perfectly normal fight in fact Fine. I would even say Adam Adam Devine's a good looking a very good looking oh, yes. man Yes, um, Jamie. He, he's, yes, he's perfectly but, fine. But, but she's make, very much making the point that men aren't like Robert De Niro anymore. They don't wear suits. They don't carry a handkerchief when women cr- because women cry. Direct quote from the film. Anyway. She, uh, he's at this point like oh maybe you shouldn't have another one he's like no I'm going to have another one again this is a three minute scene in real time. there have been in no time. time in real time there's no cuts she, it's just all one shot alright it's just <laughs> they're going fucking into this um, she has another double shot I also and need then, to throw this out, Jamie, but yeah. alcohol doesn't actually work that quickly. Like, no, if you no, absolutely. Yes, Alexander. Still- Alexander, that is exactly my point. This is a three-minute sequence. She takes another <laughs> shot. Now, Alexander, you know what my favorite thing to do is immediately after taking a shot and then a second and then a double shot and then another double shot in three minutes? It's just immediately go, oh, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I've been here for three minutes. We had only just arrived because we were cheersing our first shot i've been here for three minutes i've insulted my co-workers told them that it was better in the good old days of real men and then i'm like i'm going home but of course i've had five shots in three minutes and alcohol acts that quickly so i fall over and then throw up outside the bar Here's the thing: you might throw up. That's the, that's the the realistic thing is you might throw up you that quickly from up. having that many shots. You do not get. She's not stumbling around, and like you would not get that stumbly that quickly no, doing it no. just by swallowing the shot. It's such a bonkers scene. Anyway, yeah. legitimately three minutes real time. Now I will stop pausing us and slow. Robert De Niro also loses no respect for her, which, to be honest, I thought that's <laughs> where the concept of this this bit would be. Is like because she drinks like sporadically the rest of the film, but she like you know like when she does, she drinks. And I was like, oh, okay, she's like, he's going to be, that was inappropriate. That was not okay for a boss to do. Because it yeah, wasn't which okay he should. Um, but, um, anyway, uh, the, kind of, no. the next few bits coming up are like... Uh, he goes on a date to a funeral with the uh, massage yeah, lady. Which That's is weird. Insane. And they go, they, after they leave and they go, I guess all first dates should be at first dates at funerals. And let me tell you how fucking depressing that is, Jamie. Yeah. That is uh, so shitty and weird. And again, something which I, is just clearly not aimed at people who are in their 20s. Like, yeah. that, um, if every he day in your 20s was at a funeral, that would, I just <laughs> cry all the time. Um, 
he rocks up at their house the next day uh, and the, the daughter's really sad because the father's ill and so she has yeah. to go to the par- a birthday party with a nanny. Yeah. He's like, no, I'll take you. Go to the go- birthday party. The two women who are there who chat on Anne Hathaway, they're, they're again. And uh, they're like, oh, oh, she's busy at work. And, uh, and Robert Dinner just goes, yeah, isn't it great? Oh, women breaking the glass ceiling. Look at her being a working mother. Oh, fantastic. So fucking ham-fisted. Yeah. Anyway. And then, and then they go, uh, then the kid comes up and she's like, I'm feeling a little sick. And the mum's like, she needs to go now. now Leave. Again, Leave, woman. Dick, but this was meant to be a birthday party, I think. I don't think this was just yeah. a party. They yeah, didn't no, it's say a birthday it's party. meant to be a party, but they're just yeah. at the park. And look, that's fine. I, there's nothing wrong with that. In COVID, lots of people had their birthdays at a park. There is nothing around to make this look like anyone is celebrating anything rather than just go to the park on a Tuesday, which is nope. a weird thing to force an employee to do on a Tuesday, but whatever. Okay, Alexander, 22 minutes. Sure, Let's go. That's fine. The only reason they do that is so that they can set the next scene in which we see the shitty, uh, not shitty, the, the, the partner the kiss another woman. Yeah, Anders, Anders' home is is having an affair. Um, sure. He, he goes drops the kid off and he's like, I just want, he's, Anders' home expresses that he would like uh, Anne Hathaway to find a replacement CEO because he feels like things could go back to the way they were if that were the case. To which Robert De Niro is like, I just wanted to be happy. I wanted yeah. to do what's right. And he's like, I wanted to be happy too. Hmm. Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway then go to... San Francisco, San Francisco uh, and on yeah. the way he's all grumpy because he doesn't want to um, like he's, he clearly wants to tell her but he doesn't know if it's appropriate and it's a big meeting coming up and like he doesn't want to uh, get a nervous I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what Alexander having been in exactly that situation and found out about a friend of mine being cheated sure, on sure. at my own birthday party I still went and told that person immediately I think you should tell the person immediately maybe I'm moralising because that's exactly what I did sure, but Jamie. I don't think the occasion should matter I think you should let the person the thing, know Jamie. that their husband is cheating on them here's the thing very important to me one you weren't the intern of that person okay <laughs> so if you want to be really weird and two uh, you know notoriously didn't go super super well um, <laughs> so you know I'm just saying um, you know <laughs> But I do not believe the reason I did it on my birthday. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason why I didn't go well. No, 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 anyway, no, 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 they're, no, they're no, on no. the plane. That he's like, oh fuck it, let's just have some drinks on the plane instead. <laughs> just get drunk. Uh, and again, there seems to be setting up the theme of maybe Anne Hathaway has a bit of a drinking problem. Not really, but like, like after the last scene where she got blackout drunk in three minutes, <laughs> it's like five shots in three minutes. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, they they get to the hotel. Uh, she's wanting to pop a Xanax again. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know why. That's a weird drug thing that's never really explained. Anyway, they're at the hotel. Uh, the fire alarm goes off late at night. Um, we and he's like, they they are both outside of the hotel. He walks her back to her room. I got really worried about where this scene was going for a little while, but don't worry, it's fine. Um, she's like, come in my room, uh, and she's like, oh, you should sit again. I can't. It's got. To, I've got to assume that they were trying to make it feel like they were going to hook up, right? Because I, he's I, like, I can't come in. She's like, No, please come in. And then he, she's like, Oh, sit on the bed. And he's like, Oh, no, I shouldn't. He's like, No, please. Hey, you're, you're old. I, you need to rest. And then she's like, I'll sit on the chair. And then she just gets in the bed. It feels like it's very obviously trying to set up for them hooking up. I I, I don't think. Here's the thing. I think it's. I don't think it's trying to set up. Mm. Basically, I think it's trying to. Otherwise, it's, what's it's, the it's, point? It's a slight misdirect, right? Like, I think it's trying to basically ask the question: Hey, 
is there romantic tension between these two people? And then it answers that in the scene where it goes, no, she views him as a father figure. Like, it's very much like a father figure thing. So, like, I agree, it sets up the question, is there yeah, romantic tension yeah, here? But then yeah, it answers I, it I, in the... It, it answers I, it. I just think it's very weird to set up that question, Alexander. Uh, Jamie, first of all, all right, if you're a 70-year-old man uh, and Anne Hathaway was throwing stuff at you, that's perfectly okay, all right? That's... that's <laughs> Not a problem. Um, um, but yeah, so she she divulges that she knows about the cheating and he's like, oh yeah, yeah I found that out yesterday. I know too. Um, and yeah, she basically starts to blame herself. She's like, I get it. He's like, he's mm. lashing out because I'm mm-hmm. busy all the time. Um, so I'm going to find a replacement and then I just don't have to be CEO anymore and it'll fix everything. And yeah. he's like, sure. The next day she has an interview with the potential CEO. She likes the guy quite a lot. They go back to New York. In New York, Anne Hathaway has a conversation with her husband. Uh, she's like, guys, it's like a good fit. I think we're going to offer them the job. So, she's, so importantly, this is after like, uh, can I have a drink and not just wine, the hard stuff. Give me some straight vodka. And they both just start drinking straight vodka. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I, fine. Okay, sure. If you want to drink straight vodka, if that's your deal, then be my guest. But a bit weird. Uh, she then goes and cries in a bath and has a little wind-up frog and the frog swims the bath and uh, the next day she is talking to um, she goes in uh, it, 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 sorry, be... just in that conversation with, with her husband uh, she does specifically say I think it would be good for us and he goes do the, you mean the company. the company or do you mean us us and she's like and she us leaves. us um, the next day she goes in she's like oh it's going to be this dude she then goes talks to she go, then goes to Robert De Niro's house uh, or shows up early and she talks to Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro goes I think it'd be a mistake I think you'd be giving up too much control of your company you love it you should be right and this is very much one of those weird like again like feeling slightly out of, like it, it is right she should be happy that she has created this company and it's yep. done really fantastically well that's fine And he, but if you want if you felt like it was destroying your home life it yes. is not on your partner to suffer for you while you succeed. Like, yes, they I agree, don't Alexander. Like to cheat on you, but if they want to get a divorce because you're never home, that is, that is okay. That yes, is, that yes, is, I fully, I fully agree. I, yeah. we, we will get into this. I think the the cheating part of this makes the message of this entire film very weird, <laughs> especially it's, with what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, so then, then Robert De Niro is like, "No, you got to keep doing it." And I think you came here because you want to hear me say you want to do it. You're kicking ass. Keep being kick ass. And she goes, and her husband shows up at the office, and her husband's like, "By the way, I don't want you to not take, not be CEO because of me. I love you. I'm sorry, I've been cheating on you." She's like, "I know," and he's like, "Look, I, I do want to be better, but I want you to do what makes you happy." And I think that's gonna be CEO. And she's like, "I turned down the guy," and they're like, "Oh," and then they hold hands and kiss. I can't remember, but she's crying in an office. Yeah, yeah, no, and no, and very specifically, said he's like, "What can I do to be better?" And she's like, "Oh, you could carry a handkerchief around," which is a callback to the fact that Robert De Niro carries carries a handkerchief around because he thinks women cry all the time, and she thinks that's a good thing. What is the gender politics of this movie, Alexander? I, I, she I, thinks it's a good thing that he carries a handkerchief around no, because but, women cry all yeah. the time, and in this movie. God damn it, Anne Hathaway cries more than she did in Les Mis. That is true. But she did also die much sooner in Les Mis. So, you know, 
<laughs> Much sooner. She she died. She just died. She, no, no this is, is not a spoiler. It's implied by the fact that she's alive that at some point she will die after this movie. Okay, <laughs> she's not a robot. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah so, so he goes she, to go tell Robert yeah. De Niro, but he's not at his desk. Where's Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro is doing something we've got set up at the beginning of the film. He's doing some time. I know. I mentioned it. I mentioned it. I mentioned okay, it. Okay, you mentioned it. Good I, reme- you. I remember to, well done, to throw well this. Done. He's doing Tai Chi in the park, and she does some too, and that's implied then that she finds a bit of work-life balance, and that is the end of the movie. Cut to black. Yeah. Uh, right, so, dear Alexander, um, when, before we get into this movie, is it, of course, time for anagrams, oh, uh, where we take the title of this movie and try to make an anagram of that title, uh, summarizing uh, the movie. Now, uh, Alexander, of course, a lot of this film, uh, especially early on, uh, the idea is, you know, Robert De Niro, he's old. What could he possibly do to, for us? Is he even able to get up from his chair? Because he inert. So I... I think really this question, as we'll talk, this film uh, poses a question uh, where, you know, it says, you know, the intern, right? Okay. And the question really is, should you not pay young people or not pay old people? And the answer to that, (laughs) of course, is my anagram, neither. Pay your workers. Pay your workers. Yes, queen. Oh, snaps for that one, queen. (laughs) Uh, Right. Um, So let's talk about this movie. Uh, Let's just talk about Okay, do you want do you want to do gender politics first, or do you want to do uh, real life later. job politics? I we, I need to be clear. I'm not saying that gender politics does not constitute. No, real no, life. no, they they, they <laughs> are, it's it's. Let me talk to you about intersectionality. Yeah. Je- job politics about, or gender yeah. politics first? Can we talk about job politics first because the film's called The Intern? Okay, okay I, cool. just to, I just want to get this other quick quickly. Look, I don't think inherently that internships are inherently evil. For instance, if it is purely a learning opportunity and that you're not being asked to do labor, which you are paying other people for, and it's there to help you learn and it's a well-structured program and it's not just you getting coffees, I think it can be a really good, really educational tool. And there are problems with it. Like, obviously there are problems that like you're taking out time and you're not getting paid on that kind of stuff, which is why like, hey, I think you should get paid on your internship. The, the job I currently got now, I got because of I did the paid internship beforehand. Should I like, and you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of the experience beforehand. And I think there are people who've been on similar things, right? Where like, maybe you don't have a degree in X, but they say, hey, maybe we can put you on a paid internship. Like worst comes to worst, you leave and you've learned something and you go, okay, sure. You do that. You know, you show that you're worth something maybe, and then you get a job. I think that's okay. I also think there are other forms of it where again, at bigger companies where they structure you and you learn stuff, that's okay. What's not okay with internships in general is two things. One, when they just use you as free labor, like that's that's just shit and very immoral. Like if you're getting paid nothing for doing and doing nothing, then that's just poor. That's not okay. And I don't like, there's no stretch of that okay. And two, the concept of this film, Jamie, is yep. wouldn't it be great if old people were interns instead? Which is problematic for two reasons. Like, problematic, so we have, we've actually stopped using that word so much since we stopped talking about Tom Hanks, but it's shit <laughs> for two reasons. One, it's shit because these people deserve to get paid. They are doing stuff for you. They don't have to be paid a lot, but they ought to be paid something, and it seems to be an unpaid internship. Two, it is explicitly done for the reason of not letting young people have the learning experience. And you know what? If you're getting a bunch of old people to do free work for you, they don't need to learn. Like, they're not learning, but they're giving you value. So you are completely negating the point of it being an internship, full stop. And I dislike the fact that this film basically posits, wouldn't it be great if, like, companies 
didn't pay old people for their work, specifically to take away from people who can't get labor and have been struggling to get labor in, in companies since 2008. Like, that, it, that's a problem which has not gotten better in the last, like, decade and a, whatever now, half. Like, it is awful. That is how I feel about that part of the film. Yes. It is weird. And I, and it's weird I do not think there is anything... Yeah, there is nothing more worth saying for that other than that the, the, the conceit for this movie sucks. Um... With, I, I said uh, gender politics I still want to get into old person versus younger person politics but we'll start with gender politics because that's slightly less fun I think the old person young person politics is, is fun to make fun of the gender politics I just think suck in this movie I don't it it confuses me the, the t- like I say the two female characters who are constantly sniping at the um, at the young female character now I'm not saying that the movie is agreeing with those characters but what they're saying is women like that exist and it's attacking the the women that like like that that exist which i just think is an unnecessary thing um i i think we generally have moved past that and also the the entire thing with her like i say the the entire thing with the crying just annoyed me maybe it's a small thing but like just what literally the the culmination of the film is it's nice that it's nice for men to carry handkerchiefs because women cry and i think that's fucking reductive i think that's that's a bad point to make i i think what i will say on the 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 gender politics issue is this like i definitely think it's hard for working women and i think it's really hard if you're working woman and you're also a mother and like i think that's tough and i think whether or not it is explicit and like I'm sure there are people who make you feel shitty because you are working and not looking after your kid full time like I do not doubt that it exists I do think which I think is what you're suggesting is that like to a certain extent that question is more of a thing which was more dominant in like the 70s to the early the the 90s early 2000s like the idea of a working woman nowadays a working mother nowadays is a lot less you know no one one really very very normal very yeah, normal for, women, for like, mothers to have yeah, jobs it's, it's it's probably less normal nowadays to have like i'm not even saying it's like less normal to have a stay-at-home mama. i'm sure a lot, of, a lot of women do still take time out from the workplace that does still happen but it is probably a lot more common now than even when it was when we were a kid uh, to have a mum who at some point in your childhood works like yeah. that's not that's not a super rare thing and like i agree in that fact, it, in fact, it I feels would, like it's for a different decade dumped in there I would argue I have recently seen more discussions about giving credit to the work that stay-at-home parents do yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. than than having arguments about women not staying at home. Yeah. Uh, like that's much more uh, common of a of a discussion these days. So yeah. I, I think I think this this film is weirdly rooted in the past, and that brings us nice and. Uh, comfortably onto the old person versus young person thing, which is just bonkers. I like I. I we we discussed it this and i don't want to sound too much like i'm a young person just hating old people for being old but this is such an incredibly movie by old people for old people it is literally like oh no actually 70 year old people we're better we're better than all you youngins and you all mm. need to learn from all us oldies because everything we do is better and all of our practices are better whether that is carrying a fucking handkerchief because women cry all the time or whether it's wearing a suit to work every day whatever it is we do it and we're better and you need to respect us for it and it sucks and if it wasn't if it was more comedic if we took that scene of the 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 heist and it was it was just a silly comedy the whole way through that 
seemed less like it believed what it's saying, then I wouldn't care. But it I believes what it's this, saying. Two things about this. Uh, one, of course, the age-old questions, boomers versus millennials, or I guess Zoomers nowadays. Uh, you know, on that, you know, there's, there's some very simple things, specifically being, you know, obviously boomers lost uh, Vietnam. Uh, of course, millennials <laughs> lost Afghanistan. So you've got to think about it. But really, because we're younger, we can beat them up. Now, that's fine. Okay, I'm not going to say we're going to beat up old people. <laughs> and obviously, you know, the, 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 the unfortunate thing is we could beat them up, but they can also afford uh, housing. Uh, which yes. we can't so, and, you know, and, it, and, and private healthcare to recover yeah. more quickly from I'm their just, wounds I'm just, I'm just saying you know all these people uh, you know slagging from De Niro here slagging off uh, all these people who literally in the film cannot afford to find a place to live oh like, yeah yeah no can, one, one of mean, them like, oh, one of them is literally like, homeless can't have a bloody where is he going to shave he doesn't have a bathroom to shave in he's homeless yes like yeah, his parents yeah, are kicking yeah, him he, out he gets kicked yeah, out anyway. by his parents and then eventually is going to go is like happy to like he's on an unpaid internship he's like oh it's fine i'll commute from philadelphia and and then robert nero goes oh i have to save the silly youth who can't afford to live yeah, um I, because he's sure. doing an unpaid internship cool I, I it's also like i but i will i will to your film's credit and i will throw this out there we only have five minutes left but that's fine i will say the film does like the film does suggest it likes Anne Hathaway, so I. It does. I, it's not that he thinks, and it like it. He's, it also doesn't dislike its younger characters, and like Robert De Niro, like does at the beginning of the film go like, "Oh, this stuff I need to learn about computers and all that kind of stuff," and like he likes Becky and all those kind of things. I don't. It's not that he hates its younger characters. No, it's it that there are superficial things from the, an older generation that it misses. So it misses yeah. the suits and the ties. It misses uh, chivalry and like ultimately chivalry is a suit is like hey guess what people were chivalrous and at the same time didn't let women progress in the workplace when Robert De Niro used to work like yeah. that's really crap and like so it is it likes superficial things about the past right yeah it doesn't examine the fact that Anne Hathaway wouldn't have been able to start this company when Robert De Niro is working nope. it doesn't examine the fact that, that Anne Hathaway likely wouldn't have been able to progress at the company while Robert De Niro is the vice president that's fine it's a light drama that's fine but it is annoying it is annoying if you are a younger viewer to yeah. be like oh it keeps slagging me off but it doesn't acknowledge any of the problems of a workplace that came when Robert De Niro is here um, and you know like that's fine it, it does yeah. you know it likes Anne Hathaway it doesn't, it doesn't hate younger people it just no. likes superficialities about bygone yeah. era which is Whatever um, your prerogative, because you're yeah. old. So when we when we talk about these films, um, uh, we rate them on uh, three different categories. We have uh, the film out of five, Anne Hathaway's performance out of five, the America's Sweetheartometer, how much America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film. Uh, we then have Anne's Man's, uh, the list oh, of the uh, the ranking of uh, Anne's no, love, Anne Hathaway's love interest throughout films. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one uh, today. Um, ah. At, it is now Al, where I reveal why I have to leave in four minutes and why I guess maybe I'll stay. Uh, Love Island is on, uh, but it just got really spicy. Um, okay. But I guess okay. I can stick around for a little bit longer. Uh, anyway, uh, and then we decide whether it's going to statuate what's going on. Um, so getting on to the film, I, I mean, I've already expressed why I dislike a lot of the things this movie is trying to say, but there is one last thing that it's trying to say that I think is extremely muddled, and that's Anne Hathaway's relationship. Um... I agree with what you said. It, th- this this film seem, seems to quite hand wave Anne Hathaway's lack of care for her relationship and lack of uh, maintenance that she's putting into her relationship simply because her partner is cheating. Now, should he cheat? No, he should just leave her. 
as you said, that's fine. She is not putting the effort in and that is a direct result of her job. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't plenty of people for whom that is the case, where they work really hard and that means that the, it necessitates that they can't put as much effort into their relationship. But at the end of the day, that is not their partner's fault, as you said. So it just kind of hand waves that and goes, oh, but he's cheating, so he's clearly in the wrong. Um, and then even weirder, it try, it it gives itself a very high stakes um, uh, situation, which is a relationship dealing with infidelity. That is an extremely high stakes situation that can be gotten past by couples and has been gotten past by many couples. But it's a very complex and, nu complex and nuanced emotional situation. And they represent it by him rushing in and going, no, you be CEO, it's mm. fine. It's I'll fixed. get a handkerchief for when you cry. And then the movie's over. So sure. it annoys me that A, they kind of just completely ignore Anne Hathaway's role within her relationship mm -hmm. and then also create this extremely high stakes uh, uh, situation and then don't give it any sort of emotional payoff. Yeah. And considering this movie is a dramedy and not a comedy, uh, then I, I need to believe in its emotional stakes. I mm -hmm. don't. I think it doesn't stick the landing. It's fine. I'm going to give it something once I've con consulted sure. my list. I'll, I'll be very quickly. We have two minutes left. We're going to go. We're going to blitz through this, Jamie. I think it somewhat tackles some of those themes which you think it doesn't uh, slightly better I think um, at least like you know Anne Hathaway blames herself I, the, the movie then goes but he's cheating that's worse but like you know she does at least nominally blame herself she doesn't just mm -hmm. go straight to I've been betrayed Ooh, da, da, da. she talks about how what she could, she could do to fix it so I think at least to some extent she feels some responsibility over the failure in their relationship whether or not the outcome the outcome is not deserved cheating is never deserved but like it, it presents a complex situation and I think it like does it okay I don't think it's amazing I, I think like I said I think it's a light drama I think it does it in a light drama way I think it's three stars I think it's absolutely fine that's the bit about it politically uh, I don't like, but you know, it, I, it, the movie is not a manifesto. It's just a, a text, and I read it in the way. Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5, uh, cool. which is uh, the exact same as I gave Love and Other Drugs, because I yeah. think my opinions about this are similar to Love and Other Drugs in that sure. I like the performances, which we'll get onto, mm. uh, and there are short aspects that I yeah. like, but I think the general decisions about plot and politics uh, are bad. Uh, Only, Anna, uh, I yep. think Anne Hathaway is a four out of five okay. in terms of acting. I think she's really good in this. I like her performance. It's well judged. Um, yeah, I I will agree with that. I don't I don't I sort of do end up going round numbers on these normally because it's less fun than the uh, the films. Um, I think I'm I'm going to go a nice little hand holding club with you uh, a four there. Oh, um, yeah. uh, I I think she is good. I think her chemistry. I I should uh, specify. I think I sp chemistry with Robert De Niro is good. Admittedly, mm. I think that chemistry uh, <laughs> for a weird bait and switch uh, mm. gets a little bit odd at one point. But I, I think they capably carry a mediocre film. Mm -hmm. um, the America's Sweetheart on how much America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film? Well, as it turns out, America has a large Asian population, uh, you know, like many countries in the world. And as such, you know, this is a movie made for old people. And, you know, Anne Hathaway... Oh, aging! The... Aging! Fucking hell, I heard Asian, Asian and I was... I, yeah, I heard Asian and I was like, fuck, where's this going? <laughs> Aging, okay, well, aging. Well, well, okay. Of course, yeah. No, due to the large aging population, and of course because of the growing uh, population of Asian people and, who love Anne Hathaway too. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty big fans of Anne Hathaway. Uh, I think this is a four. You know, I think it, it, it goes right for her core audiences. 
Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go quite high as well. I think, especially starring alongside you know American hero of screen Robert De Niro will uh, definitely help boost up her her eyes in the public. Uh, and I agree with you that old people uh, will have gone and seen this film, and it may well have been the first thing they've seen another way in. <laughs> so they might have been like, "Oh, who's that nice young lady?" Um, so I'm gonna give it a three point eight. We then have the Anne's Man's list. I have mine on my uh, list already. Shall I, shall yeah. I do mine? Right. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so of course, uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, we're talking about stay-at-home dad, uh, who's low down the list. All right, you know, it's a complicated situation, but he he cheats, and you know that's between uh, him and his partner. But you know, don't cheat on Anne Hathaway. It's Anne Hathaway, all right. Very simple. On a list of Anne Hathaway's love interests, you're not going to be high if you cheat on that. Uh, so naturally, uh, stay-at-home dad comes uh, below uh, Venom from Valentine's Day, but above Jesse Eisenberg from Rio One. Um, now, nice. secondly, we've got to ask, where's Robert De Niro coming on this list? No! Right? Because, like no, you Alexander. said, Jamie, there's some serious tension. Oh, so, obviously, right. Robert De Niro is uh, coming in at number six on the list. He's coming in above oh. Channing Tatum from Don John, but below Batman, because he's Batman. Fucking hell, right. Um, so, of course, we know that uh, in our list, there is a very distinct uh, himbo versus not himbo list, uh, or just attractive versus not attractive. That Himbo doesn't quite apply here. Uh, I think Anders Home is a sexy man. Uh, I think I think the beard. I do. I think he's a good-looking wow. bloke. Uh, he's tall. I think the beard suits him well. I like his look in this. I think he is criminally underused, considering he is a extremely talented comedic actor, and he doesn't have one fucking funny thing to say in this movie. Um, but having said that, he does cheat, so he is going to go in the attractive half. Uh, and at the moment, at the bottom of my attractive half, I have uh, Johnny Flynn from Song One and the best man. Uh, from Rachel getting married uh, and I don't know why I think I express this I just don't like Johnny Flynn I don't get it I don't get it why women find her attractive uh, so I'm going to stick him just above Johnny Flynn uh, to put him in somewhere like 13th or something um, and what was the name of this fucking film so I can remember The Intern uh, The Intern The Intern now Jimmy my list. last yep. when we we asked the kind of important question is this going on in, are you going to stash away this Yes, is this film going to galvanise humanity to fight back against the aliens? Uh, and no, no, Alexander, this film I do not believe is going to galvanise humanity to fight back against the aliens. Me neither, unless the aliens are old, in which case, maybe. <laughs> what are you going to put uh, in instead? Um, what am I going to present instead? Well, Alexander, that is easy because we're about to go away and watch Love Island. And this season, Alexander, uh, th- there has been a man revealed. Uh, he started out as a villain. His name was Toby. Mm-hmm. People felt he, 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 he disgraced a girl. He, he sort of led her on a little bit and turned his head as soon as uh, a new girl came in. But then he turned his head again, found a new girl two days later. <laughs> then he went into Casa Ramor, found a fourth girl, Alexander. It was amazing. He came back. He went back to his third girl. He was like, oh, maybe I want her. But holy shit, Alexander, the reason I need to leave is because last night he revealed that he actually likes the second girl again. And this man is not a villain. This man is the greatest literary character of our time. This man is Falstaff. This man is Sancho Panza. He has not a thought between his brain and it is the greatest piece of entertainment I have ever seen. And therefore I will be 
presenting this ding dong of a human, Toby from Love Island. No, Jamie. You referenced Sancho Panza there, uh, but we know from the podcast you've never, never actually <laughs> read. <laughs> that that is true. That is true. I'm Don't hoping that it kind of fits. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, for me, you know, it's a film about old men and younger women. Uh, so you know, I've started playing The Last of Us for the first time. So I'm gonna put The Last of Us in there. <laughs> Very uh, this good. This film would have been made uh, slightly more entertaining had zombies uh, attacked halfway through. Fantastic. Well, from that, we do need to uh, get away as I'm five minutes late for Love Island. Cool. So you can follow us at uh, Jamie P. Loxon at Al underscore Z and underscore Scuff uh, at Blanks Bank Pod on Twitter. Of course, in between now and next week, you can uh, go around and download all the podcasts and oh, steal people's phones and, and just listen, listen to it. Tell people to listen to it. That would be lovely. Uh, you can join us next week uh, when we will be looking at Alice Through the Looking Glass. I'm so excited, Alexander. It's going I'm to be excited. So... It's going to be fun. I'm not. I hate the first one so much. Um, so join us next week for that. And from me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one lap in the bank. If you'd like to uh, uh, apply to be our new unpaid intern and edit the podcast, <laughs> then please hit me up as soon as please. possible. Please. Please. We, we won't pay you, but we don't get paid either. So really, who's unpaid here? All right. We, we, we will give you absolute equity in complete equality in wages 100% ownership of the company if you want to be our unpaid intern love you lots blanks bank 